Judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Qantas Wallabies, one team, 2011, live across Australia. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires. Yes, hello and welcome to The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. When seasons are colliding, it's the best time of year, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to get off the couch. Gee, I mean, there's just cricket going on. There's, there's tennis. Sam Stowes is doing her bit. There's footy finals. Uh, that's all happening. And then, of course, there is... World Cup, Rugby World Cup 2011, it is off and running. Uh, and, boys, I just want to mention uh, an achievement by uh, my co-commentator right here. <laughs> Tim Horan, yesterday I think the Guinness Book of Records was there as you sat in a television studio for uh, some 24 hours straight. <laughs> Super uh, Saturday, it was. Super Saturday, every time I turned <laughs> it to there he was. Four test matches. He grew a beard during the, the broadcast. Just imagine him getting off the chair, he'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> It was stuck. I saw him in the morning. And I said, the, uh, "I said to my wife in the afternoon, I said, he, how is still there?'" Oh, it was a he long said, day. I think you might like it. A long day <laughs> on, <laughs> Fox, on Fox Sports. Well, I tell you what, we went to uh, Invercargill, Dunedin, yeah. Rotorua, Auckland, without leaving your chair. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic! Great colour though of the Rugby World Cup 2011. Great to have it here. The Olympics of the uh, of rugby. Yeah, and just the images. And we're going to speak to to Marto, Greg Martin, who who is is there as we speak. But uh, just before the lead up to the opening ceremony, just the images of the people around Auckland down near the, the waterfront was down the abs- viaduct was oh, unbelievable, yeah. phenomenal. And and then of course we had the the Finn boys playing, and Dave Dobbin. I think I heard Slice of Heaven eight thousand times. <laughs> and there was a ukulele band. It was all going. I was on. just about to wheel out uh, far lap at one stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, they're claiming him, aren't they? Of yeah, course, yeah, of I course, yeah. still think he's one of ours. Uh, all right, we, I want to get to some of the games in some detail, but just an, an overview of what we've seen so far, the taste of, of rugby in the opening exchanges. Oh, I think it's been fantastic. For the, for the world to actually see um, New Zealand, especially having the World Cup in one country, Berkey's mm. been fantastic. I mean, New Zealand had the opening game against Tonga, uh, came out of the blocks the first 30 or 40 minutes, then Tonga seemed to come back. But I think just the opening ceremony and the culture, yeah. uh, before every game there is the call and there's certain, um, you know, Maori warriors out there and actually they're blowing a, a shell or a... Uh, a know, big a conch shell. Yeah, and that's, it's the call and just before the two teams walk out. It's, it's a fantastic part of the culture. Oh, I like the... Uh... I like just the the ability of the lesser-known teams to come through and everyone jumping on board as a second team. And when we watched the game last night, France-Japan, like the, 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 half the crowd, or more than half the crowd, was going for Japan. It was fantastic. Well, it was great and, they, down, it was, and they put up a good show too. Well, yeah. it was great down at Invercargill as well. I mean, uh, the Scottish uh, took on Romania. And Romania nearly got there in the that end. Was they, so uh, close, they, wasn't and, it? And uh, there was plenty of Scots down there in their kilts. It was pretty cold, though. I'm not sure uh, <laughs> well, there, was there, under those there, kilts, there was, though. There was somebody in less than a kilt. We might get to that, uh, too, <laughs> during the game. A little terrific bit of coverage. Uh, usually in, when they were... Oh, Look, I'll get to the streak in a moment. I'm just a bit excited by it. <laughs> what, what, what I do want, though, is uh, as we head towards the uh, the end of this World Cup, uh, we want to re- reminisce about what it's like to actually enjoy the victory that is ours. And that's it. The final whistle goes. Australia said from day one they weren't coming here to run second, and they've taken the trophy. And that is it. Andre Watson brings down the curtain on the 1999 Rugby World Cup. Australia the winners. They become the first country to win the trophy twice. 
doesn't it sound and feel good, you two, a little bit, the hairs on the back of your neck rising? Doesn't it feel it? like a long time ago as oh, well? I can still smell the cigars and the, uh, <laughs> sitting in the... Yeah, I mean, the great feeling about uh, 1991 and 99 was just being back in the dressing shed, sitting in the Clawfoot bars or the spas and just staying there for as long as we could, smoking those cigars and, and just tasting that 4X yeah. coming out. <laughs> Kids, Uncle Tim, you, know, you don't necessarily have to light a cigar right here, right now. There are other, other moments in that game we'll get to during uh, uh, the day, including this one for you, Matt, Matt Burke. Burke knocks on. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I'm not sure that when the, that, that happened. That was the fifth, fifth that was time the, of the that, game. Yeah. That was the fifth beer, I think it was. That was, the, that was when I knocked on. I can guarantee you'll hear that at least 20 times today. You listen <laughs> to The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. And this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Thanks to Dick Smith. Just some scores for you if you uh, haven't been awake during the start of Rugby World Cup. 2011, New Zealand 41 beat Tonga 10. Uh, Scotland 34 over Romania 24. Fiji 49 beat Namibia 25. France 47. Japan 21. England 13. Argentina 9. A little bit too close for comfort, I would have thought. Yeah, it was. Uh, but also, Scotland Romania 24 all at one stage with about mm. six minutes to go. Brilliant. Uh, today, we are, of course, waiting with great expectation for the Wallabies to join the fray. They will be playing Italy at uh, a little bit in the early afternoon. You'll be there, of course, Tim, uh, via your seat at Foxtel, where you never leave. <laughs> Ireland will play the, U- the USA and South Africa uh, will play Wales. Right now, though, we are very fortunate, given it is just a couple of hours before the Wallabies do take on Italy, to be joined by one of the assistant coach, David Nusifora. David, g'day. G'day. How are you going, Tony? Very well, thanks, mate. The, we were talking just a moment ago about uh, you know, the opening and the excitement that there is with World Cup 2011. For your guys, it's, I guess it's a bit tentative. You have to wait and wait, and you're now about to enter the stage. What's the vibe been in the camp uh, in this past couple of days? Yeah, I think you know they've just been keen to get out there and play. They've they've watched the last two days and uh, they're just uh, ready to go. So uh, get out there and get on with it. Uh, Nasi Tim here. What did the team do? Did they go and watch the first match, uh, New Zealand Tonga, in the opening ceremony? No, just they've been in the hotel. The boys uh, just uh, watching the games they've chosen to on the on the big screen here. And um, yeah, so uh, they've watched some of them and seen how tight they've been and seen the. The lower ranked teams put the uh, put the heat on some of the higher ranked teams, so uh, that's probably been a good preparation for us. Seeing that, no, see, Berkey here, uh, mate. Cabin fever. I mean, you guys, uh, you're sitting in the hotel, you're doing your training. There's the expectation, the nerves must be getting to uh, perhaps a couple of guys at the moment. Yeah, look, I'm sure there's there's uh, quite a few of them that are probably feeling the nerves. I mean, it's. Uh, Surprisingly, over here, the last few days have been brilliant sunshine and a cloud in the sky. And mm. uh, today we've woken up and it's uh, it's more like a normal Auckland day. The rain <laughs> comes down and it's windy, so uh, they've been able to get out the last few days. But um, yeah, they're just uh, just really keen to, to get to get on with this today. And it sounds like perfect weather then for a big pack of forwards uh, from Italy to have a real crack. That'll be an interesting part of the game, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, they'll have woken up this morning and be rubbing their hands together, yeah. thinking this is great. But um, you know, we've, we we knew the forecast was was for rain today, so um, you know that doesn't phase us at all. Um, you know, we're confident with uh, with our ability to play the game that way, and we think all along that we've got a team that can play a pretty direct sort of uh, style of footy. So uh, that's what we'll have to do today. Uh, and Nasi, well, what's the plan with the reserve bench? Obviously, we see uh, James Slipper there as well. Also, James O'Connor sitting there. Uh, are you trying to give them a run later in the game, especially someone like James Slipper, who's been out for a long time? 
Yeah, look, um, you know, we'll use our bench. Um, no preconceived ideas about how long. We'll just see how the game's going. But, um, you know, we've got plenty of firepower there on the bench. Um, it's going to be a big scrummaging day. And having five forwards on the bench as well, I think, will will serve us pretty well today. And uh, I think there'll be a good opportunity to get good value out of those blokes at different points in the game. And, uh, you know, same same with James and, uh, and Luke Burgess on the bench in the back. So they, they can sort of offer plenty as well when they get on. Nussie, big scrummaging day. You must be loving on the sideline. Yeah, look, they've uh, they've done a lot of work on it over the last few weeks, getting ready for this, and um, you know uh, they know what's in front of them in, in that regard. And uh, you know, it's like any game, I suppose. If uh, if another team's got a strength, you've got to try and take that strength on. So we'll be going hard at their scrum, and uh, it's going to be a good test for us. All right, as you mentioned, some of those games have been close in the lead-up. Uh, all the best for today. Thanks so much. Realise that your time is precious just before this game. Thanks for joining us, David. No trouble, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Nuss. There he is, David Sephora, assistant coach for the Wallabies. He sounds in control. Everything's uh, under, you know, he's got look, looks out the window, a little bit of rain, doesn't matter. We're ready to go. It's a 5-2 it's a split. That's what that uh, Nasty was talking about there. So five forwards on the bench to the two back. So it means that they are going to have to well, basically have a big crack at Mar- Martin Castro Giovanni. Well, that, that's probably one of the best names in the world. Uh Rowe is the other uh, uh, yep. prop there. And these guys, they're born to scrummage, these guys. And, and they've turned this... Wow, they've born turned to the scrummage. Grum- when you see the baby come out, mm, that one's born to scrummage. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the ear's got to be a cauliflower on the way through. You know, 13 and a half pounds. You know. <laughs> little scrum cup on. We're going to speak with Greg Martin next to us in New Zealand. Get a bit of colour for World Cup 2011. That was Al Baxter too. <laughs> this is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. On The Ruck for Dick Smith, your Sunday rugby show. Tony Squires, Tim Horan and this man... Burke knocks on. Yes, Matt Burke knocks on yet again. Do you think you'll get sick of that today? Which game was it? Was that the early game or was that the final? That's not, that's a, re- final. That's not a recording. That was the fifth time. Yeah. That's, that's right. That. <laughs> We're playing them in real time oh, as no. they occurred for you. That was in, in the final in uh, 1999 for you, Matty. Thanks. We're now joined uh, by the man himself. You would have seen him on Fox Sports. You would hear him in Brisbane on Triple M. Of course, talking about Greg Martin-Mato. Good morning. Hello, boys. Now, look, we just want to get a little of a, a, a flavour of what's going on. We've, we've seen the opening ceremony on television, uh, lots of colour, lots of movement, lots of Dave Dobbin. How has it been in New Zealand for you? Oh, well, let's start at the opening ceremony. Yes. How long did they go for? 25 minutes, maybe nearly half an hour. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was the second voice behind Greg Clark, and I said three words. I think one of them was, wow, wow, and the other one was, look at that. And uh, that was my full contribution. I sat there just learning the Tongan players' names while it was going on, mate. It was actually, mate they're just loving it. These Kiwis are loving themselves at the moment. It's a birthday party for them. Yeah, later in the tournament, in the next few weeks, there'll be more visitors. But at the moment, it's all about them. Mate, were you getting paid by the word then or, or hopefully by the hour? <laughs> no, mate. I'm a rugby commentator. <laughs> if, I, if I ever said I wanted to do singing and dancing commentary, I'd tell them. <laughs> and, Marto, what about your research you're doing over there around the viaduct, around the harbour? Has that, uh, there's a fair bit of colour around the place at the moment. Timmy, yesterday was my roster day off. Uh, and uh, So you, work, what, so you work, work one day and then you get one day off? Three, three words and then I'm day back off. On today, back <laughs> on today, but four matches coming at you. I think I had my first beer at 12 and I had a... Uh, we actually went out to the stadium and watched, um, watched France play Japan, but I watched all the other three from a pub, so it was a big day yesterday. I loved it. Wow, wow, look at that. Uh, I'm just, just paraphrasing what you've had to say. 
Can you talk me through some of the Tongan names then? If you if that's what you're doing, boning up on those, uh, what's your favourite? No, no, hey, listen, Tony, I've moved forward. Tongo, <laughs> Tongo, 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 Oh, the, hand, the hands are going at the same time as you speak, aren't they, mate? Yes. <laughs> i tell you what, it is good, it is good Marto, yeah. just to watch. And having been in South Africa uh, for the football, the Soccer World Cup, is that feeling when you do go out into a street that you are part of something that is huge? They clearly have embraced this. Oh, mate, it's just a fancy dress party. I wore, yesterday I wore an old Argentinian jersey that I'd swap when I was playing, so it took a bit of stretching. We had it around a chair and put that on, and my mate had an old French jersey of mine, and you just become that. I said all day, right, I'm an Argentinian all day yesterday, and he was a Frenchman. It was the funniest old day. And then another mate had a Radiki Samo we got, and I don't know what he was exactly, but just he was a guy. That's how they're all doing it, mate. Everyone's, it's like a fancy dress party. It's like the World Cup in Australia in 2003. Everyone's having Fun. I'll tell you what, those fancy dress shops in uh, right throughout New yeah. Zealand will be sold out now. Mm. And op shops, mate, people grabbing all sorts of interpretations of nations' outfits. What's so for the New Zealanders, a flannelette shirt? Uh, <laughs> 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 no, you know the black trackies always come out for them, mate. No, there were people yesterday dressed as ninjas at the French-Japan game. That was outstanding. What, what about that game, Marta? That was outstanding to watch, wasn't it? Oh, mate, they got into it. I tell you what, the difference between what we consider the top rankers and the uh, and the teams who are like eighth to fifteenth in the world is getting closer and closer. No one hit their straps yesterday. You know, not France, not England, not Argentina. You can't say yet that anyone's really hit the field, hit the ground running, and uh, and produced anything excellent apart from probably the All Blacks in the first half. Apart from that, these uh, second tier teams are keeping the uh, big big names in check. All right, mate. And uh, will you be, of course, you'll be calling Australia today. You've got uh, more in your kit bag than Wow Wow. Look at that. Mate, I'm not learning all Kara Bergamasco and Garcia's name for no reason. I'm in a month. <laughs> uh, look, it's always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for being part of the show, and I'm sure we'll catch up over the next few weeks, buddy. Righto, mate. See you, Tate. See you, boys. Thanks, oh, mate. There good he stuff. Is. Isn't there some colour over there? Yeah. I want to be there now. Why aren't we there? Did we ever get to the bottom of why this show isn't coming out of New Zealand as we speak? As we I'll speak. be there next Sunday, boys, so don't oh, worry. I'm going out there for Australia the Island, so yeah. I'll have a Guinness in my hand uh, this time on Sunday morning next <laughs> yes. week. Will you be able to get out? Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. What was yeah. it? Wow, wow. Wow, wow, look at that. Look at that. Then in another more accurate way, Tim, it's not all about you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was there. Hang on, hang on. I'll get some record for you. Tim Horan, knock on. Burke knocks on. <laughs> we had to go to the double knock on. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Okay, let's look at some of those games in some detail. We spoke to Mardo and uh, Timmy, you uh, in your uh, Guinness Book of Re- Records attempt to sit in the same chair on television for as long as possible. <laughs> uh, seven, eight hours was it yesterday? It was terrific because I did notice, because you did notice that the first game, a little bit of a moustache, by the full beard. By the end of the day, bit, what, what, I, what I did session. like though, what I did like though, was the, is the hair didn't move. The, no. hel- the helmet stayed. Correct. <laughs> hence, hence the name. <laughs> All right. So, what, in terms of those games, there was a lot of expectation, I guess, of those smaller nations. Mm. Getting hammered. We've talked about yeah. it for weeks and weeks on this very program. They all held up very well. Well, they did. Well, the, the, the last four years in rugby has come a long way, and the, the top-tier nations have certainly moved on, but the, the second-tier nations and also the third-tier nations, you call them, so your Romania, your Georgia, Japan, um, they've come such a long way because of 
um, the coaching that they're getting now from you know lot the likes of Eddie Jones in Japan and and there's a lot of players ex players that are actually over there coaching and also current players playing in Japan or or the Romanians then going and playing in Europe so they're actually spread out across the world now so there's going to be a lot tighter games I don't think you'll see any massive blowouts like we have done in previous World Cups where you know Japan were beaten 145 nil mm. from the All Blacks etc. So. Well the the headlines are brave blossom they were Japan yeah. were, mm. were very good uh, one Alridge. Scored all of the points, of course. Great Japanese name. Great Japanese name. Uh, James Ulrich. I think he was New Zealand-born uh, boy from memory. Yep. Uh, couldn't do the lyrics in the national anthem I was watching. He was just uh, <laughs> kind of humming along. Uh, it was a fairly good performance. Okay, what was your, what's your favourite moment uh, from yesterday then, Timmy? Or what? Matt first. I'll go with you, Matty. Uh, look, I think the way Japan came out and played. You know, yeah. Just, just the... The ability of, of play with speed and, and, and accuracy as well was fantastic. But then the, the, what got me was when they, they panned to the French uh, coaching box and Mark Livremont, you just imagine him going through a pack and a half of cigarettes. He's probably got a bottle of rum down the bottom there as well, just uh-huh. thinking, what am I doing? Because you remember early in the year when they played the Six Nations, he criticised the blokes after they lost against uh, Italy and said, you know, they don't, they, they, they don't warrant the blue jersey, they don't have any love for it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I reckon last night would have been the same. Yes, they got away at the end. I think it was like what, 41, something or other, 21, 42, 21, I think, at the end. But, uh, you know, the way Japan played, I thought it was just outstanding. Yeah, 47, 21. Yeah. Some great games. Well, I'll tell you what, my favourite part, and probably two moments. I'll tell you what, the guy who, um, you know, decided the Australian, for the uh, English Rugby Union to actually wear black jerseys. Mm. Yes. But I'll tell you what, the person who's going to get sacked who put the, put the numbers on didn't iron them on correctly. The numbers <laughs> they were they peeling off. off they were all falling off everywhere. <laughs> So the ironing wasn't working there. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, also, um, it was great to see uh, in the scrums where uh, Thompson, the hooker for England, giving Ledesma, the other hooker from Argentina, a little kiss just below the eye, the right eye. Like when two they hookers have kissing. Yeah, I know. You yeah. don't see that too often. Well, it wasn't, that wasn't the Liverpool kiss. No. <laughs> proper one. No, proper little kiss on the cheek, and uh, they were a bit of push and shove. So it was great to see. That was good. That, the, now, England, uh, uh, in that performance of all of them, is that the most concerning? Nine, you know, a nine-point difference between a team in Argentina really the expectation would have been for them to go on with that wouldn't it and then Felipe Contempomi uh, went off as well he had uh, bung ribs I think at the time and he was trying his best to stay on but you saw every time he passed he kicked or made a tackle he was just wincing in pain and, and to, for him to go off the field was a big call but they they stuck at it um, uh, Fernandez lobby the number eight he was outstanding he yep. was just knocking everyone over uh, the English were, but they were all over the shop. I thought. Didn't yeah. Well, Johnny Johnny Wilkinson missed. Uh, he missed yep. a lot of kicks. He got three from eight in the end, and uh, then Rodriguez, Matan Rodriguez um, from Argentina, he missed about six he, he, as well. Yeah, but he couldn't kick though. He was terrible. So <laughs> it's, it's a big loss, Contemporary. But it just shows how close these teams are. And, and Argentina wanted to play a tight game, whereas mm. England want to play an open, expansive game. So no one uh, has really put their hand up in the first two days of this Rugby World Cup. What about the refereeing, officiating? What's it going to be like? I mean, there's always when a World Cup and you see suddenly because the different systems and different styles of refereeing what do you think has there anything noticeable oh, I think it's pretty good at the moment I think that well we're not talking about the referees yeah. any, any, there hasn't been any uh, decisions that have gone away and actually turned a match so and the, it's great to see there's not too many scrum penalties they're letting the scrum go they're letting the game play and uh, rugby's moved on a great deal in the last four years in 2007 World Cup in France it was quite boring, the rugby that was played there, and there was a lot of kicking, whereas today, and uh, with three test matches on, you'll see an open, expansive game as well. Mind, I was going to say, mind you, last night, there was lots of penalties in that England-Argentina uh, game. Who was who was referring that one to me? It was the Kiwi guy, wasn't it? Um, Bryce someone? Bryce Lawrence, been? was it? Could have been. Yeah. Um, and, and they mentioned on there that there could be a little bit of ink written about him in tomorrow's papers in England if, if it doesn't go their way. It just seemed like they were... 
they're getting things wrong the whole time. But in a way, if you're infringing, you're penalised. So yeah, they got away with the end, England, but yeah. um, certainly that was a little bit of a talking point. At the and time. the good news, of course, we haven't got the, through the first raft of games before the first streaker of the World Cup, <laughs> which I think is a terrific effort. Uh, did you see that? Did you? Was it was incredible it? form. Mm-hmm. He, was on, he was on there early, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on. There and the, whoever early. was the producer, because there's, there's, you know, there's a law that you're not supposed to show the streakers, but it encourages people to do that. Mm, but of course, I think he got a bit of a fright. He, he, you know, the producer shouted for the first five seconds. Well, well you saw the camera move off very quickly. <laughs> It looked look pretty cold, though. <laughs> this is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show for Dick Smith, Tim Horan, Tony Squires, and... Burt knocks on. <laughs> Again. Burke. Sorry, buddy. Again? Yeah, I said 20 that's, times. That's, that's, an, an, that's, that's an ordinary the first game. half. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm surprised the, they didn't get the shepherd's hook. The Wallabies will, of course, take on Italy a little bit later on today, uh, and we'll get to that game in a little bit more detail uh, shortly. Quade Cooper, he's arrived in New Zealand, and he's been named as public enemy number one. Now, well, there's some interaction that he's had with uh, New Zealand captain Richie McCall, which mm. the New Zealanders don't exactly like. Well, it's been a running battle since uh, Hong Kong test match last year when uh, they scored a try right in the death, yep. and he gave Richie McCall a push in the head. Has, has he said it out loud that he wants to get under his skin, or is it just something that's been brewing? Is it that that was the instigate? That was the start of it. That was the start of it, but it's just something that I mean, New Zealand All Blacks have got under the skins of the Wallabies for probably the last five or six years. Have held the Bledisloe Cup for many years now, and uh, I think it's the the turn of the Wallabies to actually to to take that step forward and actually and stand up to them. He, of course, uh, was born in New Zealand, a little town in uh, New Zealand's deep north. I think I'm going to call it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seven years went went to that town during the week uh, just to find out what the locals thought of Quade Cooper. He went to school there. There's lovely images of him uh, in his school uniform with a little rat's tail. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, he looked good. And didn't he fit in well with that town, uh, which at first glance there was a busker uh, who was playing on the street. This is what he was playing. <laughs> Any town in the deep north with a banjo, you know you're in a good place. Wow, that's scary. This is the start you want. Did that then go... So we moved from the banjo player quite sensibly and quite quickly onto some of the the more upstanding locals who are walking the main street uh, of this very tiny town. And just to find out what they thought of their one-time resident, Quade Cooper, they weren't too glowing. Quade Cooper? Oh, he's a f- so off, man. He's a good rugby player like me. When I grow up, I'm going to be a good suit. I was actually hoping that he'd get wasted the last time that we played him. <laughs> How good is that? How brilliant is that? Oh. Come on, wait, is this downtown Auckland? Is oh, that where it's come from? Oh, no, no, it's the little ta- ta- Takaroa, I think it's called. Yeah. I'll get you the exact name because it would be rude. I was just show. waiting for someone to say, I'm beached as bro. That's the town. <laughs> That is the town we're talking about. But, of course, it's not just those locals. Uh, others have said they actually want to have a crack at uh, Mr Cooper. Absolutely. Uh, AJ Wetton, the uh, the World Cup winner from 1987, he said maybe they should sort it out uh, on the field and maybe someone should take a, a little pop at him, mainly just put one on the him. jaw on him. Yeah, put one on the jaw and see how you feel about that. They don't like him in New Zealand. Uh, oh, can I hear those voices again? Because I just do like the second, the kid. Craig Cooper. Oh, he's a f- so off, man. He's a good rugby player like me. When I grow up, I'm going to be a good suit. I was actually hoping that he'd get wasted the last time that we played him. Uh, it's the Rocky Sunday <laughs> Rugby Show. <laughs> <laughs> This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. The Wallabies take on Italy today. We talked earlier with David Nusifora. Clearly, a bit of a forward battle. Uh, certainly, that's where the Italians would want to be playing. It's a bit damp, we understand, there today. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate for the Wallabies because they want to play an open, expansive game in this Rugby World Cup, but it'll be forward-orientated and Quade Cooper will have to kick for the corners. And But that's the way the Italians want to play it, Burke. They want to keep it quite tight. Do you know, Timmy, it comes down to, I think, our one, two, and three being strong. And, and I think in the last couple of months, maybe sort of six months, the Wallaby scrums got better and better, and, and they're able to hold their own. They, they dished up South Africa uh, recently, did a good job on the guys in New Zealand. But as you said before, uh, Castro Giovanni, Giordini, uh, Leticia, they are massive human beings, and, and that's what they do. They love to scrummage. And if they can get a, a bit of an in there, and they'll just say, hey, look, we won't take penalties. We'll take scrums. We'll take the scrums, sir. And, and that's the difficult part. How many Radiki Samo lookalikes will he be in the crowd today <laughs> at, North, <laughs> at North Harbour Stadium? There'll yeah. be a few wigs out, wouldn't there? <laughs> there would be. I uh, hope the big man has another great game, another great try. Uh, will Gania has said that he wants to play in all of the games. He doesn't want to be dropped for if, when they play the, the US. Do you think that is, a, is likely to happen? No, I don't think so. The, the, the big problem for Australia, for the Wallabies, is their first two matches are so important. So Ita- the Italians today, and then you've got Ireland next Saturday, and then you've got USA and Russia. So um, you'd think USA, they'll probably put the majority of the other players who have that a, a run in the World Cup on then. And then in Russia... You've actually got to use a couple of players because the next next week then you're going to have a quarterfinal potentially. So um, you've got to be able to have those players going with some momentum. All right, we've we've said there's games a little bit closer than expected. Some of these first pool games around. What's your tip, Australia? Obviously, by how many? Uh, so I, I think Australia, not by too many, probably by uh, about 15, 20 points. I think uh, the, the subject to the weather as well is going to be uh, critical. Always found it tough to beat Italy though. Yep. Um, you know, whether it go back to Melbourne all those years ago, nineteen ninety four, I think it was when. Campisi scored a try. It was about three feet out, and, and the referee gave it. That was that was fortunate that we got that one. But even last time when they played in Florence, uh, Rocky Awesome scored that try at the end of the game, which sort of cleared the, I suppose, the space. But it's going to be tight for sure. All right. So we are talking Wallabies over Italy. Uh, you've made those that fearless prediction, those tips. I'm not not sure where. Richie Macau. What is this with World Cups? Uh, World Cup. Another World Cup. Another exploited animal, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> of course, for the World Cup uh, in South Africa, it was Paul the Octopus who I think ended up on a barbecue somewhere, uh, he, he was predicting which teams would go. Now, then New Zealand, they've got this uh, terrific little cow. It says Richard Macau, it's actually a little bull, so I'm not sure how it is Macau. Uh, and it's, it's worn black, and it's got a little white, almost fern shape on its head. So they thought right. this is has a, it got a Has it got a small heart as well? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that. We'll see afterwards. Uh, so what it has done, over a little, they, they put a couple of uh, bottles of milk on there with the names of the teams so far. This is for the New Zealand ones. Mm. And the cow has decided. Who, the, it, it, it tipped. The cows drink milk. I thought they drink, have, have, have molasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I've, I've seen cows working on other cows in terms of, you know. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure they have milk at some point. Don't <laughs> so, they? Right, okay. I'm, just, I'm just doing the maths. <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim's, Tim's the country bike. He'll know. <laughs> you are from the country. Uh, yeah, no, look, uh, uh, just be confirmed, actually. So keep going. Anyway, one, 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 Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Looking for support. And then there's the ring-in, Tony Squires. The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Yes, cruel but very fair. I guess there'll be a bit of emotion around one of the other games that will be played today, Timmy. Yeah, well, uh, Ireland plays USA uh, later on this afternoon. That's the second test match today. And uh, the Irish 
Um, it'll be so much passion in, 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 their, in their game, but also for, for the USA Eagles. Um, obviously, September 11, the 10th anniversary uh, today. So the Eagles player, players are going to mass this morning uh, to, um, to, to say their condolences to uh, obviously everyone in, in the USA and everyone who was part of that uh, 10 years ago. And then they'll obviously uh, hop on the bus and go to the match. So there'll be a lot of emotion in that game for the American Eagles players today. All right, and Matt, just to move just briefly sideways away from World Cup for one moment, there was an announcement from the Australian Rugby Union regarding where they will play their test matches. Now, obviously, the huge games, ANZ State, this is in Sydney. There's been a bit of a change, though? Yeah, back to the SFS, which is uh, fantastic. The Australian Rugby Union signed a 10-year deal with the uh, Sydney Cricket and the Sports Ground Trust, so which means they'll be playing test matches over at, uh, at Paddington again, which is fantastic. 40-odd thousand people packed house. It's a great environment. That is good news. All right. Well, sadly, that is where we have to wrap, wrap up the ruck for this week. Uh, the Wallabies, have a little look at them. You're going to go back there and sit in that chair at Fox Sports <laughs> for another seven or eight hours. Yeah, today, back to Fox, Fox Sports today for uh, three test matches. Mm. And then, boys, I'll be talking to you next week, next Uh-oh. Sunday. Yes. In Auckland. So really? I'll be uh, still on the show in Auckland. So and, you're um, going to Auckland and I'm sitting here in yeah, the studio. Yeah, so I'll... Um, can, I'll, we, I'll can, we, can, can we give you something to say uh, when you're on there? I mean, it's a long time. Maybe something like... Could, could you get the ruck on? on oh, you like, mean on while he's on Fox Sports? Correct, yes. Like, just something. You know, right. like, you know, I know in your early days you used to like to, you know, play with the referee, you know, the microphone, that kind of stuff, have a chat. I mean, you're, you're, you're a cheeky little bloke. Throw something out there. Something. Maybe you could just paraphrase Greg Martin, who, uh, <laughs> who only said, wow, wow, look at that, uh, during the opening ceremony. Maybe that's what you have oh, to I'm looking forward to next Sunday. Ireland versus Australia, but they've got a big one against Italy this weekend mm. first. But uh, see, there'll be some colour in Auckland. We'll be sensational. Enjoy your rugby. We'll catch up with you next week. <laughs> Get him off. Oh, there he goes. Get him off. <laughs> I'm beached as bro. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>